Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. Welcome to another week of Growing in Grace. I'm Mike Kapler, the Cap, along with Mr. Breeze, Joel Brzezinski, uh, bringing you some good news again. Thanks for sharing our podcast, by the way, at growingandgrace.org. Ready for another one, Joel? I'm ready. Are you ready? <laughs> Does it matter if I'm ready? Jesus in me is ready. That's all that matters, <laughs> brother. As we're recording this, our local hockey team, the Waterloo Blackhawks, they are um, in the playoffs, and they keep hearing these commercials on the uh, radio. Are you ready? The guy flips out. You know, you've probably heard him cap those commercials. Yeah. I'm not sure, but he just goes kind of like the Sunday, Sunday, Sunday commercials. So uh, we're ready. We're doing some hockey action around here, and uh, I'm ready for some growing in grace. Yeah, you know, I know the commercial you're talking about, and it's hard because our, our listeners haven't heard it, most of them. But, uh, you know, imagine a... A commercial like that for the the next church service, he'd probably get pretty <laughs> pumped about wanting to go. <laughs> yeah, you get all pumped about going, and then when you get there, it's like <laughs> we were talking about one of our past episodes. You said, uh, "I challenge you to the listener, you know, listen any of our past podcasts, and see if any of them make you feel worse when you're done than when you started." Uh, as opposed to what really does go on in some of those hyped-up church services. I was talking with somebody yesterday, letting them know about our podcast, somebody I haven't seen for years, Joel, and uh, it, it occurred to me as we were recording that uh, recently, I think it's true. So I told this guy, I said, you know, I, I don't think you'll listen to one of our 340-some podcasts feeling worse after you're done than you did before you listened. It just I don't think you're going to ever hear that on any of them. And then that kind of struck a chord with me. Every once in a while, every once in a while, it doesn't happen very often, I strike a chord with myself. <laughs> Does it hurt? <laughs> that would a hurt. A vocal chord, yes. Oh, ow. And, and the thing is, it's it's not like a, we're not giving people ear candy. You know, some people, grace is just candy. You know, it's not that type of thing. It's not like we're trying to make you feel good. And we're not just trying to say things that'll pump you up so you can just temporarily feel good about yourself. But this is what we believe is the actual gospel truth, as they say, good news from God himself. The encouraging words that we try to share here are come from our perspective of, of the understanding of, of what we have of the good news, the gospel. So we hope that people will uh, realize that that's what the gospel is. It's, it's meant to be good news, meant to lift you up and build you up, and it's meant to make you feel good about yourself because God feels good about you. That's just the way he is. That's why he sent his son Christ. We are accepted. Uh, we are loved unconditionally. I know that's a tough one for us to uh, to wrap our arms around sometimes, but it, it's absolutely true. We, we are in favor with God, not because of anything that we're doing right, but uh, because of what Jesus did. It's all about enjoying the fruit of his labor and, and not necessarily getting caught up in our, in our own labor to uh, try to please him in some way. So, Joel, you, you left it, uh, I think, last time with generational curses. Now, this is something that some of our listeners may be familiar with, and, and others have never heard that phrase before. I do happen to be a little bit familiar with it because uh, I was in a, a, a circle of, of doctrine many years ago. I'm not going to try and throw out church labels and stuff like that, but there were 
a number of messages and teachings that I heard about generational curses. So in summary, for those who aren't familiar with it, what, what does that mean? Well, I've heard it. I've heard it put in different ways, but I found this. I won't mention the website, but in in general, what this uh, site says that is trying to uh, help people break free from generational curses. Which <laughs> we'll get to that in a little bit here. But it says generational curses are are judgments that are passed on to individuals, and it's because of sins perpetuated in a family in a number of generations. And a lot of this is based upon Actually, uh, the law, Exodus 24, God says, You shall not bow down uh, to them or serve them, for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children to the third and fourth generations of those who hate me. He repeats this in Exodus 34. Four, he talks about uh, visiting the iniquity of people uh, down to the children you know, of the third and fourth generations. And so... When we look at that from the law, a lot of people think, oh my goodness, you know, if, if I sin, you know, because if I have sinned, it's going to be passed on to my children. Or a lot of people I know uh, are worried because there's some circumstances in their lives that aren't so good, and they are worried that something their father did or their grandfather did or, or somebody in their past, in their family, something that they did is being passed on to them. They feel that they're being cursed because of something that someone in their family has done in the past. And so we're here to talk about some of this stuff and hopefully clear it up and, again, make you feel good about yourself, realizing that uh, there's some good news to be heard here. So is it safe to say that um, what you just described there, it's almost as if people are inheriting something from their ancestors uh, that's been passed down to them? You know, I think that's what the, the gist of this is, is that something... And, and the idea is that something that somebody does, some sin that somebody does, is passed on through the generations, and the, the feeling is that it's God who is doing this, who's passing on this curse from generation to generation, all because uh, of something that somebody did. Well, and, and to me, that, that describes uh, a type of inheritance. Well, right. we have the same thing in Christ. We, we have received an inheritance, uh, you'll, you'll find throughout the epistles of Paul, we have an inheritance from Christ that, we, that we've received, and what he is, we have now become. We've inherited the, the goodness that encompasses God, that encompasses Christ, and we are now in him. And so I just want to point some of these things out as we move along here, Joel, is that this, this old way of thinking, inheriting generational curses, things uh, of the negative being passed on, that has been wiped out at, at the cross. And, and I think Galatians 3 is one place where we can try to pin this down a little bit. Yeah, Galatians 3 is really good for uh, understanding a lot of this stuff. Now, I, I do want to clear, I do want to say something uh, before we get into that, is that there is definitely such a thing as natural consequences to the things that people do. You know, someone might have had uh, a history in the family of some behavior or something that naturally has affected other people. It might have affected people's minds or emotions or whatever. That's not to say that it's God who's passing that on from generation to generation. So I want to make it clear that, yeah, there are natural consequences, but we definitely want to say that because of this inheritance that you're talking about, Cap, that we have in the Lord Jesus, all the curses that are talked about 
in the Old Covenant, and I looked it up in the Bible, um, at least in my New King James Version, there's the word curse, or variations of it, like curses, cursed, and cursing, 201 times in the Bible. Only 18 of them are in the New Testament, and none of them that are in the New Testament have anything to do with what happens to a Christian. Sometimes it might be referring back to the Old Testament curses, like uh, like we'll see here in um, in Galatians, uh, and sometimes it's just, you know, Peter cursed and swore and denied Christ, things like that. But when we're talking about this curse, the curse of the law, it's definitely good news when we get to Galatians 3 and find out that Jesus himself became a curse for us. He became sin for us, and any curse that we might have had under the law due to our performance is gone. It's, it's no more, Cap. Yeah, I'm glad you clarified that about some, some natural curses and that sort of thing. I mean, even just for example, Joel, I mean, in my family, something that has been a, a problem for a number of years is, is colon cancer. And so I might be more susceptible to, to uh, you know, have to be checked for that. Uh, not that God can't heal, uh, but I think what we're focusing in on here more is, is, is uh, if I can use this phrase, is more of like a spiritual cursing, if I can, if I can put it that way. So that, that was good clarification. But in Galatians chapter 3, verse 10, For as many as are of the works of the law are under the curse. For it is written, Cursed is everyone who does not continue in all things which are written in the book of the law to do them, but that no one is justified by the law in the sight of God is evident, for the just sh- shall live by faith. Yet the law is not of faith, but the man who does them shall live by them. Christ has redeemed us, Galatians 3.13, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. So what the law could not provide, which is life, righteousness, freedom from sin and uh, freedom from having to obey the law. Christ took care of all of that for us, Joel, including the curse of the law that, that brought all of that stuff. So when we say the law, really there's a whole bunch of laws, probably hundreds and hundreds, maybe over 600 laws under the old covenant that God gave to Moses when you start adding all the little things up. Uh, so lots of laws, but we often refer to them as the law. There were lots of curses, different things that could bring curses, uh, but here it's referred to as the curse. And we kind of combine them up here and, and realize that Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Ah, and that is such good news. You know, I like what you were saying there about what the law could not do. It couldn't bring life. It couldn't give us righteousness. It couldn't make us holy. It couldn't give us sanctification. Uh, that's what we have truly received in Jesus Christ. And so... The curse that was because of the law was because the law couldn't do those things. The law couldn't give life, righteousness, holiness, freedom uh, from bondage, and all in sanctification and, and justification and all these things. But in Christ, we've received all these things, life, righteousness, we're sanctified, and so on. And so, you know, if you're worried about a, a curse, a generational curse in your life, I know there's a lot of websites out there, seminars and all kinds of things that are trying to help people to overcome generational curses. You know what? There's nothing that you need to do to be freed from a generational curse because there is none. 
<laughs> there's no method uh, that you can do. There's no there's no penance. There's no rituals. There's no amount of good deeds or, or performing that you need to do in order to overcome a generational curse because, again, the curse has been removed because of what Jesus Christ did. So there is no curse, and we can be free, and we can be uh, we can walk in freedom, and we we can walk in the joy of the Lord, knowing that there's no curse that God is cursing us with. Yeah, you know, in in Proverbs three thirty three, it says the curse of the Lord is on the house of the wicked, but He blesses the home of the just. Joel, the, some of these passages in the Old Testament, some of them are written from a law perspective because that's what they were attached to. That's what they knew. And a verse like this can be easily misunderstood into thinking that God's blessings and favor are conditional. That has been taken care of, though, in a positive way for us under the New Covenant. And I think that's why a lot of people sometimes get confused when they're reading some of these verses that may not be in the proper context of where we are today under the New Covenant. Well, that's well said, Cap. You know, and, uh, you know, continuing on with some of these thoughts, you know, about how uh, sin was viewed and, and blessings and curses under the Old Covenant versus now that we're under the New Covenant and now that we've received the gift of righteousness, does sin get in the way of your relationship with God? Does it affect his acceptance of you or how he thinks of you? Have you ever thought about these things? Well, we'll talk about that next week right here on Growing in Grace at growingingrace.org. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.